Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In the winter of 1972, Washington, in a dimly lit child's bedroom, two priests are kneeling, their hands folded on the wide bedsheet as they recite prayers. May the power of Jesus Christ set you free. May Almighty God set you free. The hands tremble, but their commanding voices echo all around. The air in the room is colder than outside, with clouds of breath coming out of their mouths. The older of the two men keeps his eyes closed, but the younger one, paralyzed with fear, cannot help but stare at the horrifying creature lying before him. She's a girl barely 12 years old, dressed in a nightgown, with chestnut hair and bangs over her forehead. But her eyes, yellow and evil-looking, seem to be able to read everyone's thoughts. Her skin, torn by scars and open wounds, turns blue, like that of a corpse. Her horribly chapped lips contort into unnatural grimaces. Her teeth are black, and a viscous substance oozes down her tongue. The face of a child consumed by evil, not by illness, but by a demonic force strayed from the depths of hell. The possessed girl growls with a hoarse voice and spews a flow of insults. The priests continue their prayers. God the Father commands you to depart. God the Son commands you to depart. The Holy Spirit commands you to depart. They rise, making the sign of the cross, and sprinkle holy water on her. But the demon isn't finished yet. The possessed girl suddenly sits up on her bed. With a gruesome noise of cracking bones, she twists her neck around like a disjointed doll, indifferent to any anatomical rule before fixing her vicious gaze once more on the two men. And cut! Shouts William Friedkin, the director. The actors, relieved, gradually regain their composure. It must be said that this scene is one of the most intense in history. On set, everyone can tell that this horror film will leave a lasting mark on audiences and the history of cinema. But what they do not yet know is that the filming itself will have its share of unpleasant surprises and terrible events. Hello, I'm Fabrice. Welcome to Fabulous Destinies. Today I'm going to tell you about one of the most terrifying films in history. 
Many viewers have had nightmares because of it. But what they don't know is that sometimes horror goes beyond the camera's frame. And a legend has emerged around the film. Its name, The Curse of the Exorcist's Filming. Between injuries, deaths, questionable directorial methods, and strange phenomena, discover its chilling fate. On December 26, 1973, in 24 selected engagements in the United States, William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist, directed by William Friedkin, opened. The Exorcist is an American horror film released in 1973, adapted from a novel inspired by real events. It tells the story of Regan McNeil, a 12-year-old girl who becomes possessed by a demon. As her mother grows increasingly concerned about her daughter's bizarre behavior, she brings in doctors, a psychiatrist, and finally two priests to perform an exorcism. The film is filled with terrifying scenes now iconic, where the two men of the cloth confront the horrifying creature. This is the second time we've seen it. It's terrific. As many as I can possibly go. I love it. Fantastic movie. It's really gross. <sighs> it's really terrific. Yeah. I want to see if it's going to make me throw up. Upon its release, the film achieved resounding success. To this day, it is the third most profitable horror film in history. Some critics lamented its excessive use of special effects and profanity. However, most recognize it as a cinematic classic. The winner is William Peter Blatty for The Exorcist. In total, The Exorcist won two Oscars out of ten nominations and four Golden Globes. It is a reference that everyone knows, even if many have never dared to watch it. However, what the general public doesn't know is that the filming took place under circumstances that might have been as horrifying as the film itself. Firstly, the director, William Friedkin, was chosen by the producers after Alfred Hitchcock's refusal and Stanley Kubrick's withdrawal. And his methods on set were highly questionable. Linda Blair, the 12-year-old actress playing the possessed girl, complained during filming that she had back pain. The culprit was the harness she wore during scenes of spasms and levitation. The poorly secured rig slightly fractured her spine, and for several years, the actress suffered from scoliosis. During filming, the director completely ignored her. In some scenes in the film, you can even hear her screaming in pain, for real. You see me hit and you see me reach for my back. I screamed in horrendous pain. Ellen Burstyn, the actress playing the girl's mother, also suffered a severe back injury when she fell to the ground in the middle of a scene. But instead of cutting the camera, Friedkin fired a gunshot in the air to induce genuine fear in the actress. The director used a similar but even more violent method towards the end of filming. In one of the film's final scenes, Reverend William O'Malley, a real priest with no acting experience, 
was supposed to mourn the death of one of his colleagues. But in front of the camera, the man couldn't convey sadness. Suddenly, Friedkin approached, slapped him without warning, and made him kneel. The Jesuit then genuinely broke into tears and the scene was in the can. But beyond the director's highly questionable methods, other strange and darker phenomena surrounded the filming of The Exorcist. If you want to keep supporting us, subscribe to Bababam Plus channel on Apple Podcasts for uninterrupted listening or listen to this message from our partner, without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We had a lot of unusual occurrences. Our set burned down. The whole thing burned down one morning for no reason. During the middle of the shoot, a fire broke out, devastating the set and halting production for over six weeks. Technical mishap? Electrical short circuit? Sabotaged by an arsonist on the set? No one knew. The fire was utterly inexplicable. Enthusiasts of the esoteric liked to believe that the film had truly opened the gates of hell. Another strange occurrence. Jason Miller, the actor portraying one of the two men of the cloth, one day went to a restaurant for lunch. There, he met a priest who handed him a medal of the Virgin Mary and said, If you attempt to confront the devil, he will pursue you and your loved ones, putting you in danger. Take this medal. It will protect you. Three days later, the actor returned to the same restaurant and saw a coffin in the lobby. Inside of it lay the deceased priest. It seems the medal didn't protect his son either, who died in a motorcycle accident at the time of the filming. And that wasn't the only death among the film's cast and crew. Actor Jack McGowan, who played a friend of the mother, succumbed to complications from the flu a few months after production began. Coincidentally, his character also dies on screen. Linda Blair's grandfather was part of this grim count as well as the brother of another actor, a night watchman on the set, and a special effects specialist. In total, no less than nine deaths affected the cast and crew during a span of just under a year of filming. It's as if destiny or some obscure force had a personal vendetta against the film. A few weeks after The Exorcist's release in theaters, a teenager in the United States murdered a young girl. A gruesome news story made all the more horrifying by the claim that he was inspired by the horror film. But one last element adds to the puzzle caused by these mysterious deaths and this sinister murder. Among the extras, viewers may have recognized a certain Paul Bateson. At the beginning of the film, he portrays a surgeon participating in the medical examination of the possessed girl. Blood splatters, and the scene is quite disturbing. Paul Bateson was not an actor, but a genuine radiologist. However, in 1979, six years after the film's release, he was arrested and convicting of murdering a journalist. He was even accused of killing and dismembering six other men in Manhattan, without enough evidence to officially incriminate him. He remained the prime suspect in what became known as the Bag Murders. So, on the set of The Exorcist, there was potentially a serial killer. 
So is this a curse or mere coincidences? In reality, it is important to note that the promotion of such films often relies on mysterious anecdotes that occurred during production. The Exorcist is far from the only horror film to publicize the strange circumstances of its filming. Instead of concealing deaths, injuries, fires, and other tragedies, the media relishes them and provides significant publicity for the films. During interviews, certain incidents might have been exaggerated by the crew members and the director to create a legend. As for the deaths surrounding the set, which did indeed happen, perhaps they should be considered tragic coincidences, unless the devil himself decided to get involved. One can never be sure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fabulous Destinies. In the meantime, feel free to share stories you would like to hear on your favorite listening platform or via Bababam's Instagram or Twitter page. We'll be happy to discover them. <laughs>